discovered in 1897 by a farmhand in what he thought was a sinkhole at the time, is now one of Ohio's most winter-friendly, really all-season attractions on private land in the entire state. And here I am, someone living in Ohio most of my life, and I visited this cavern for the very first time. Come join us on the inside as Mike R. and Jill G. on the Hashtag 59 podcast continue our Midwest adventure season by heading to the Ohio Caverns. Welcome back, Hashtag 59 podcast listeners. Mike R. here and... Jill G. Jill, I gotta say, you really outdid yourself with this one. I did. For this one, he said I had to come up with what we were going to go do. And after really just a little bit of quick research, I found it. Yeah, and it was awesome. And (laughs) we've lived in Ohio for how long? Yeah. Never really heard of this place? No. Never really heard of anyone going to it? Uh Uh-uh. And what a day we just had. So for years and years, we were one hour away from the Ohio Caverns. And it was really, really an unexpected, cool adventure. Like, <laughs> well, I was, well, I think I, you're maybe talking it up too much. I think you were just, I don't know what you expected. I don't know if you didn't expect much, but it was a really cool experience. So let's, let's start. First things first, friends. Welcome back. Uh, we are, this is podcast episode three of season five. Yes, I think season so. five. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> originally we were kind of thinking we would do this in seasons, uh, like wintering in Ohio. Well, we're going to be in Ohio for the first part of spring, this recording. And we are kind of shifting out of that, and this is... Midwest adventures because we're going to be in a couple different places in the Midwest over the spring, summer, and early fall. A lot of actually really cool stuff planned. Yeah, tons. I think it helps us not have to stay within certain confines and actually just be able to talk about the really cool adventures that we're doing instead of trying to kind of create them in certain pockets of information. So thanks for bearing with us as we... Switch up the theme just just slightly. Just slightly. However, this activity that we went on, it did happen to be 84 degrees today, but it would have been a really great winter activity in Ohio because yes. it's all seasons. You can go and do this. So the Ohio Caverns are is a family-owned private land. Yes. It was, you know, I would... It's Liberty, is it West Liberty, Ohio? Yes. Which, from Columbus, Ohio, is about 55 minutes. We took two different routes. It was kind of near Mad River Mountain, where I skied this winter on the way back. On the way there, we went through Mechanicsburg and London, Ohio. But um, the cave tour was unbelievable. It's, and It's the largest in the state. It says it has over two miles of surveyed passageways ranging from 30 feet to 103 feet. And we went on, I think there's three different routes that you can take, but in the, it's still technically considered the winter season. 
Which There's is only why we one. put it in for winter yeah, in Ohio. Yeah, perfect. There's only one that you can go on. So that's the one we went, which is just under a mile. I think walk took about just under an hour. Our tour guide was really wonderful. Gave yeah. us a lot of cool history. It turns out this place was just, it wasn't discovered until the late 1890s. A kid who was a farmhand on the property, sinkholes were very... They still are, com- I guess, popular. Yeah, very common in the area. And he thought it was a sinkhole, so he started digging further, which our tour guide Emily said, I don't know if that was the smartest idea, which <laughs> right. was kind of funny. But he wound up digging... Well, he dug not very far and all of a sudden got a big... She said that he got a big like gust of cool air, which somehow he knew that that was an indicator of that. I don't know what how. What a smart little lad. But then he kept digging almost 600 feet. Is that what she said? 600 feet? She said feet? 600 feet. How big is 600 feet? Very deep. <laughs> very, look for very a comparison. Uh, two football fields. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, I don't know. We don't know the full tale if they went and got equipment for this or how this really worked. In 1897? Yeah. They probably dug it. So they, they went down and... Eventually, though, over the next probably about 30 years, it became the Ohio Caverns in the 1920s, and they started taking people on a very similar tour to the one that we have now. At first, though, they said, I thought this was interesting, that after they dug this hole, the guy who lived on the land within a week was, for some pocket change, was giving people kerosene lamps, and you could just shimmy down the hole they dug yeah and she said it was hands and knees self basically self-guided i guess and you could like go through this hole in the ground yeah and now of course it's it's paved and it's you know there's a really nice walking path through there and they have it lit really wonderfully so you can see the different stalactites and mites and columns and all of that well let's talk about that for a minute sure what is a stalactite the stalactite is the one that hangs from the ceiling. Yes. Yeah, I'm positive. And a stalagmite is the one that comes out. Comes up from the ground. And when they come together, they form... A column. And there's there was one that we saw today that they said was one sixteenth of an inch separated from becoming a column. And in about 40 or 50 years, it yeah. would become that. 30 or 40, they said. 30 or 40 Yeah, years. I know, because they said they're going to throw a pizza party. I would love to go. It's great. But uh, the the tour itself was not only interesting, but it it was beautiful. Yeah, it and, really was. I mean, from a... I think some of that has to do, well, with the number of geological formations down there, but also with the way that they have it lit. It's really pretty. Super pretty. Actually, in fact, I had it pulled up. I think it's recognized, yeah, right here, American's most America's Most Colorful Cavern. I was going to say, because... You know, we've gone to Mammoth Cave, which mm-hmm. is mammoth and just... Oh, my God. Un- really? Yeah. No, yeah, that is. Yeah, funny. I think it's a good word to describe that's it. That's funny. It, it's, it's wildly huge. And they have a couple spots like that. Mm-hmm. I went to Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico before, and we went to one right outside of Shenandoah National Park in Ouray, Virginia. I don't remember such close-up colorful, vibrant crystals and minerals on the stalactites and stalagmites. I mean, this is a, this was a very super interesting... In fact, there was people there from South Carolina today, from Kentucky today, from Washington State. I mean, 
if you're coming through the region, it is like a really neat and beautiful thing to see, especially if you're interested in caves and caverns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was great. I, there was maybe three rooms that they took us through. They called them rooms. You kind of wind through, and it's where there's a lot of the f- different formations. And it was really interesting. Let's talk about, real fast, their biggest ones. Yeah. So the the one is... Is it? Are you talking about the biggest stalactite? Well, let's talk about the biggest stalactite and the biggest stalagmite. There. Yes, there. Yes. Well, the biggest stalactite is coming down from the ceiling, of course. Looks like a big, giant, white carrot is how they described it. It looked like the tricolored carrots that we get. She said it was estimated 400 pounds Mm -hmm. and 2,000 years old. Is that right? I'm doing that from memory. Yeah. And then the stalagmite which is actually was crunching a rock that it was growing on was 800 pounds and looked like a big... I thought it was 300. I think she said 800. Really? Yes. And was just as like, it looked like a big bowling ball. Maybe she said three feet. Yes. Three feet high, 800 pounds. And another thing that's interesting about these cave formations is, of course, back in the day when we would take people down there. Everything was, of course, a souvenir. People thought they would grow back like icicles, yeah. they said. But there's one example of that one that they used to always let people touch, and you can see the damage that happened yeah, as a I result of it. I think she said it was like in the 20s. Mm-hmm. They called it like the lucky crystal or something like that, and they encouraged everybody to touch that one. And they described it, she described it like, it appears like chocolate milk has been dumped on it. Like, it's just dirty. And she said it started to smell. Like, within a year, it made the caves smell just from the oils on hands and how it, I guess, how it interacts with the minerals. And that is your Earth Day week lesson, friends. <laughs> yeah, I as guess to so. Why to take care of the planet. But yeah, you could see, you could see this specific one and the, and the damage that had occurred as a result of us rubbing our... And we're talking about the 20s. And I think she said that they did it for like a year. And then they said, then they kind of instituted the no-touching rule, if anything. And so speaking of that, really since the 20s, you've been able to go on the tour we went on today. Mm -hmm. And it has a couple different versions and variations now. You can, they have, it's a really nice grounds though. If, If you're coming in... We didn't realize it. We actually took our dog to daycare because dogs cannot go in the cave. But really, you could bring your dog if they can sit in the car and or there's a nice 35 acre of, you're in uh, Ohio farmland. Yeah, it's really nice manicured land with picnic areas. We tried to throw the Frisbee for a little bit, but it was really windy today. But I mean, just really nice. They have a gift shop, renovated bathrooms. And they had... um, a tree walking tour. Oh yeah, self-guided tree walking tour on the grounds that you could go through and see all of the different types of trees. There was a number of variations of trees that were there. Anything else about those caverns that you want to say? No, I... Oh, cave kisses. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, If you... A lot of water would fall during the walk today and uh, our lovely tour guide, Emily, said... Those are cave kisses, and they're, every drop you get is one year of good luck. So I think. I thought you said 100 years. 
one year. Well, I don't know. I guess we heard different things today. Wow. I, you I were mean, probably paying close attention. But I was going to say, I got probably about a 50 to 100 drops on me today. Yeah. So I think I have about your 100 years It's of because the, walks, the rocks are so porous that, of course, you have the dampness down. It's always 54 degrees down there. So it doesn't matter what time of year you go. It's just that. And if you've ever gone on any cave tour anywhere... They typically, I feel like all of ours that we've got on, they they pause for a second when you're down there and they shut off all of the lights. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pitch black. It's not as nerve wracking because you know you have your cell phone in your pocket, like that you can pull it out. But you, I, I do always feel like, what if they don't turn back on? But the really interesting part is, and she said today, whether it's five minutes or five years, your eyes will never adjust to it. Like it is the absence of light, like the complete absence of light. And so you really get a taste of when people were going down there before it was constructed in the way it was, just how careful you would have to be with your light source. Really neat, really fun, great family adventure. If you're into caves or caverns in the outdoors, you can turn it into a nice experience. Uh, also, I mean, if you're a bicyclist, you could take the Ohio scenic bikeway there mm-hmm. it runs right the road runs right through it and right around the corner is the high point of the ohio bikeway because the high point of ohio is actually just around probably within five to ten miles of there yeah at a thunderous 1100 feet in elevation yeah but albeit it's right around the corner and it's a beautiful country road ride i think if you were on two wheels the other thing I was going to say, too, about the caverns is that the tour guides are amazing. Everybody in the gift shop was super nice. And I think that on the one announcement board we saw, it indicated that they give the tours in almost six six additional yeah, languages. French, Japanese, German, Spanish, Portuguese, I believe. Yeah. So a little bit for everybody, depending on where you're coming from. Yeah, it was a really nice place. We have uh, tours go every day. I mean... There's tours every day. They go every hour, 20 minutes when we I think it was maybe every 20 minutes because somebody popped out right after us. I'm sure it depends on times of the year. I would bet there was maybe 20 people in our group today Mm -hmm. maybe. And there was 20 behind us and there was 20 in the one after we were leaving for the windy disc toss and the picnic. With the way that the caverns are shaped, except for maybe one area down Mm -hmm. there, you can really hear. It kind of echoes so your guide can... You can hear your guide. We were way in the back of the pack, mm-hmm. and we could hear him really well. And on the parts that you couldn't, they had another guide pop in halfway through your group so that you could hear. And if you're one, like uh, my friend SJ, who's a Romy creator for me, uh, if you're chasing down all the Ohio historical landmarks, mm-hmm. the natural landmarks with the signs that I believe, was it Ben Stiller also went and did like a road trip and went and saw all those? Do you remember that in a different state? No. Yeah, I think he did it as well. Well, it's one. Okay. So if you're, if you're looking, there's there's some people around in states that want to knock all those off on like a bucket list, just like going to oh. a high point or hiking sure. something. You're trying to go to all the different historical landmarks. national landmarks that have these specific signs. Gotcha. And that is one of them. Cool. In closing, uh, what would be, what's your uh, favorite cave that you have gone to? Uh, 
our dog code epoxy is playing with his bones. So we got a little outside noise going on here. Outside of the Ohio Caverns. Hmm. I would probably say, um, what was the, uh, where did we go to see the, we were just talking ah, about that. yes. Uh, the blue, M the. McMinnville, Tennessee. Yes. The. What was it called? The Cumberland Caverns. Cumberland Caverns. You could go down into a caverns and see a concert. And so we did that. And that was an incredible experience in a cavern. You were just telling me today that it has recently moved. It is. Cumberland Caverns is still doing cool cave tours. But uh, the Bluegrass Underground has moved to a different cave in Tennessee. Well, the Bluegrass Underground in the Cumberland Caverns was one of the coolest concert experiences and cave experiences I've ever had. Great answer, Jill. Thank you. What about yours? I would say Mammoth Cave. Just being able, the way in which we explored that for hours yeah. on end and the vastness of it and how big it was, those huge wide open rooms, like it was almost like we were, you would forget and how deep we were. We were several hundred feet underground at some points with that. It was just a really magnificent That one was really experience. unique in the fact that it had a lot of history because not only did people knock off the stalactites back in the day, but remember they let people write like with smoke on the ceiling during certain tours yep. um, because that was, I don't know, you know, a, a perk of tourism whenever it started and then not realizing that it was impacting the geology, they stopped that, but you can still see a lot of the cave writings and things like that from tourists, not from being discovered, but from people going on tours. Did we just create a trip for people, a little Midwest cave tour, the Ohio Caverns down to Mammoth Cave National Park over to the Cumberland Caverns, swing into the new caverns for a bluegrass underground show all in Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Look at you. That's great. Nice. Yeah, yeah I guess we did. That's it. Well, thanks, friends. We're going to be back uh, episode four, a little hiking roundup of some of the coolest spots that we've been doing winter hiking in Ohio, outside of the metro parks. And after that, we'll be updating you, as I'm sure you're patiently waiting on... Metro Park Progress. Yes, which Jill's working very diligently on. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the, about the first weekend that it hasn't been raining recently, but we've gone to summon the rain, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening, everyone, to our Midwest ad Outdoor Adventure season on the Hashtag 59 Podcast. As always, we got a blog. We have trash cleanup events. We have tons of other podcast episodes. We have a Patreon page, which we always appreciate you becoming a member to. Easiest place to find us for everything is Hashtag 59.com. Until next time, friends. Adventure on and see you on a dirt path. Peace.